it was actually a bit of a summer of love for me as well, Shreve. Uh, I just oh want to quickly uh, drop in. Not um, that, what? Whoa, not with one of the kids. No, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, 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 no. <laughs> what, 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 absolutely not. You've dropped that in at the wrong point. Sorry, uh, no, I was just explaining. I was, it was the activity leaders. It was that uh, we were all above age, all, uh, all above age, of course. Back again. Ben Robinson, how are you? Very well, Shreve. Very, very well. How are you, sir? Yeah, I'm good. I think I think I know what you're going to start off this episode with. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yes. <laughs> oh, yes, sir. I've met the big man, the man of my dreams, Yanis Philippakis, lead singer of Foles. Um, and you know why this is particularly a sweet moment for me, Shreves? Um, because... We did, in fact, both meet him. Uh, what was it? Four, five years 2015, ago. Twenty fifteen, yeah. Twenty fifteen, five years ago, and uh, we were we were on a night out, weren't we, Shree? Classic night out. We'd just been to see them at Rough Trade, if you remember do, rightly. Are you going to mention this again? Yep, 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 yep. And uh, we uh, we managed to get out, go out with them because obviously you knew the band formation. Brilliant on the night out, and we both agreed, didn't we? We both agreed we're not going to get a photo with him. Because right now, we're tip-top cool, and getting a photo with someone is a little bit tragic. We both agreed, Shreve. <laughs> I don't remember this. Shreve, we both agreed. Okay, so we get towards the end of the night. Who saunters back from the toilets with a big grin on his face? None other than Joshua Shreve with a photo with Yanis Philippakis. And I was fuming. Absolutely fuming. In fact, I think I... You, <laughs> I think I even saw someone who looked a little bit like Yanis Philippakis on that night out and nearly got a photo with him because <laughs> I was so fuming because they went off. Um, but I've been fuming about it every single day since. But this weekend was my redemption, Shreve. I met the big man. I met him and I got the photo, bottled it last time, did it this time. And the photo is a thing of beauty. I mean, two oh, of my favourite gents in, in one photo. What can I say? You've only wait- oh, you're charming You've waited five years for it. <laughs> it what was beautiful, mate. He was just—he was queuing up in the—he uh, was queuing up behind me for some food. And I, I, I was like, I recognise that voice anywhere because I've seen him like, interviews, all of that. Turn around, Yanis Philippakis, and he was a lovely, lovely gentleman as well, might I add. Now here's the thing: other friends have seen him out and about, and they know we're big fans of Foles, so they will send me pictures of him, like them taking a picture of him on the train. Is that better or worse than going up to them and taking a picture of them? I don't know. I don't know. It crossed my mind, though, Shreve, because I was, I was sat at the table eating my lunch and I was like, oh, I don't want to go over again because I'm rubbish at that kind of thing. And he was just he was having his lunch um, and I didn't want to disturb him. So I thought, should I try and discreetly just get a rubbish or sort of blurry shot of him from afar? Um, yeah, I don't know what's worse, but I think he knew I was staring at him as well. So I, I just I, I, I pulled the, ba- the Band-Aid off and I just went up for it, mate. And, I, and I'm so glad I did, because as you say, it's a beautiful image. It is a great photo, but actually, I've just remembered there is one other person you could have asked to take a photo with who does look like Yanis, who is Jordan North, who we mentioned last episode, who's just come out of the jungle of I'm a Celebrity. Did you did you watch the final? I did watch the final, and uh, like all credit to G, all credit to G, a big fan. But I was, I, I, I was really sad. I really wanted Jordan to do it. He's such a, he's such a good man, and obviously, as we said on the last step, he really does remind me of you, Shreve. But um, yeah, what a series! I thought it was brilliant. However, uh, Shreve, there was one thing that really uh, got my gears, mate. Really got my gears. Um, so I was counting it, and this is every single person that came out. Counted literally every single one. 
Um, and what they say, they come out, they have the little interview bit with Anton Deck at the end, and they go, uh, they go, um, oh, Ant Deck, this is an experience I will never forget. Of course you won't. You're on one of the world's most famous shows. It's watched everywhere. You're in there for three weeks. You're eating balls. You're going on that big slide. You're doing challenges. You've got the castle... Big slide. Of course you'll never forget it. Three weeks, an experience I'll never forget. It's the mo- It's probably one of the most memorable things you could possibly do. Um, but I counted, mate. Each one said it. You watch. You watch it back. I know you won't, but you what, should. What's the number, Everyone then? said it. Twelve. Of course it is. I clearly haven't been watching close enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was quite, quite an easy question, Shreve. Thank you very much. Uh, nailed, nailed it. Um, but yeah, mate, it just it just grinds my gears this week. I mean, I know it's one of them classic throwaway lines, but um, an experience I'll never forget. It needs to go, mate. It needs to go. In the bin. Anyway, sorry, that's my uh, that's my little gripe out of the way, Shreve. What about you? How's your week been? Anything anything got, got your end up? Um, I think you know what's annoyed me this week. Oh, yes. Um, And I only need to say two words, and you'll either get this or you won't, but I'll keep it short. Fantasy football. And another two words, actually, wild card. (laughs) So for for those that don't know, on fantasy football every year, it's where you you put in players that are playing every week in the football league and you get points for whoever scores goals. You basically want the best team equals more points, yeah? Yeah. Twice a season, you have something called a wild card where you can make as many transfers as you want and it won't deduct any points and you can still sort of remain top. You can still smash it. I had had a few beers the other night, decided classic, to sit classic down, start. sat down with my phone and made all my changes. I've been thinking about it for a week. I, I play this thing every every day I'm on it pretty much. I do things called bath admins where I will have a bath for about half an hour and do life admin. <laughs> And one of my admins is Fantasy League. Bath admin. That's phenomenal. That's so you, Shreve. Oh, my God. <laughs> Just relax the muscles. <laughs> relax the muscles. Get into a thinking zone in the bath. Oh, nice hot bath. And let's do some life admin. God, crikey. I'm glad it went wrong for you this week, mate. <laughs> and, yeah, so I ended up, you know, doing minus 24 points, which is which is quite hefty, isn't it? And I forgot to say, yes, I want to play my wild card and for them to be free. And I've now scaled down the league. And we're in the same league. We've got money in it. And it's just done my head in. I'm done. It, well, this is this. <clears throat> it's the monetary aspect that has started to wind me up. Because when you play it as a, as a child, or like, we played it growing up all through our school, didn't we, mate? And like, um, it's frustrating. It's, don't get me wrong. It's really frustrating. But um, there was no monetary loss. Whereas this year, I've got about 90 quid in leagues. I'm in about <laughs> five different leagues. And like, I mean... 20 quid in like four of them, 10 quid in honestly, people just chuck money at it. Um, and so obviously, I'm doing badly as ever. It just winds me up, mate. And then as soon as you start to do badly, you make worse and worse decisions, which plummet you into more horror. Um, and yeah, this is my last season doing it. I'm done with it, Shreve. Retiring at an early age as well. Retiring at a young age. It caused me too much stress, mate. What was it? Achilles, metatarsal? No. Failure at fantasy. <laughs> So as we mentioned last episode, I'm still in London at the moment. Ben is still in Buckinghamshire. You've gone back, haven't you, to live with your parents for a little bit? Yeah, just a nice sort of period for Christmas in between flats and, yeah, back where I started. Um, and, yeah, it's uh, it's it's nice being back with the parents. You forget all their little um, eccentricities, Shreve. Mm. 
Um, and one thing that I, I forgot and do sorely miss, to be fair, is uh, my dad's morning routine. Oh, it's a fantastic little thing. So every morning, um, he'll be up at six and he'll be down the baker's, the butcher's, the greengrocer's. This is stuff he's done for years. And, you know, to his credit, I'll wake up with a fresh bap, bacon bap by my bed, little cup of tea, maybe a strawberry milk. By your lucky. bed? Yeah, mate. Oh, he's, a, he's an absolute diamond. Honestly, he used to, when I lived here for work, he used to give me little packed lunches for work every week as well. <laughs> fresh bread at the bakery, fresh green grocers. Oh, lovely I think stuff. your dad is the only person keeping the village bakery, butchers well, and this, green grocers going. This is it. And this, mate, is one good thing to come out of COVID is, you know, the, the local village shops are actually packed again. Do you know what I mean? I'm lo- my dad is loving it and he's, you know, he knows them all down there. He gets nice little deals at each places because he, he, he's been down there for years. But he's got a new obsession, uh, which he kindly brought me along to last week. Um, so he came running in um, last Monday and he goes, you'll never guess what, you'll never guess what. Fishmongers come down from Grim- Grimsby, come all the way from Grimsby, comes every Monday at three. <laughs> He was driving off this week and I ran after him. I ran after him just in sh- just to make sure that I could get it. Um, so this <laughs> this week I got the pleasure of, uh, yeah, yesterday, went down the greengrocers at uh, 3.30 uh, and he's got this wide selection of fish. You see my dad's little face and he, they knew him from back at last week. And he, he spends, honestly, this place costs, he spent like 80 quid on fish. What? Like, oh, just for the week? Pr- genuinely, genuinely, because it's like fresh scallops and all of this, and fresh crab, and he'll get... Yeah, just for the week, mate. And I'm like, there's a co-op just down the road that'll do it for about 30. Um, <laughs> but he he loves it, mate. And he's having a little chat, and they're telling him all stories about how they caught it and stuff. Oh, honestly. But as soon as they said 80 quid, I was like, are you serious? Um, what about you? Obviously, last week, um, we touched on Pete Shreve's antics. Um, has, there, has there been anything else that uh, has cropped up in this in this last week or so? Yeah, so we had a call actually uh, the other day, and there was this uh, this cooker ping. You know, like the pinger you get in the in the kitchen, which goes off when your food's ready. We call it the pinger, like an an alarm basically. So I'm on the phone to him, and this thing's going off, and I'm going, "What are you cooking?" He went, "Cooking? I'm not cooking. I'm heating the shed with our new radiator at thirty minute increments and seeing how much it goes up." <laughs> and he was doing this all Saturday. And he went, he went 30 minutes ago, it was on 9 degrees, now it's on 12. And I went, well, you know what it's probably going to be on in another 30 minutes? Probably 15. You don't need to keep oh, an eye on it. <laughs> he, was, he was genuinely giving you updates every half an hour. He was. Bless him. It's, oh. it's this new, they've got this new garden and he's proper invested in it. You know, he's got the barbecue, he's got the, I, I call it shed. They shout at me when I call it a shed. It's a, it's a hut. I think they've even it's called a it a hut. beach hut. Miles from a, a beach. beach. <laughs> a beach. Speculative. In the, in the middle of landlocked Buckinghamshire. Yeah. A beach. <laughs> yeah, very generous. But uh, to be fair, I've, I, I mean, I'm, I haven't seen it yet. I'm excited to go round Shreve. Um, very excited by the sounds of it. Is it, is, it a, is it a nice little sort of outdoor space where we can even COVID-friendly sit, can we? Yeah, I, th- I think we might be able to, yeah. Two metres apart, obviously. Uh, COVID-friendly. Maybe a nice... I was going to say a nice warm beer, but it's going to be freezing unless I start heating it up at 9am. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a bloody argy. You'll have to turn it on in the morning in order to be in it by midday. <laughs> oh, dear. But on that note, I do have another PMQs today. Uh, PMQs is where my dad comes with a question. It's Pete's middlehood question. It could be about anything. It could be something he's asked me directly over the past few months or 
uh, kind of an annoyed question sometimes, not too sure what's going on. He could be confused about something. But he's discovered the voice note bit on your on your WhatsApp and he sends me these. So Brilliant. this is actually one I've gone into the archives because um, I thought it's coming up for Christmas. And I was looking at what he was sort of sending to me last Christmas. And there's one which I'll, I'll play to you and then I'll describe exactly what's going on. Josh. I'm not very happy. I gather you put a video up last night. Uh, Steve says he's seen it. What did you put it on? Can you please take it down? <laughs> right, obviously, I need the context for this, Shreve, but I'm telling you, this is already brilliant. <laughs> so, as I said, I had to go back. This was from, like, 26th of December, so I was thinking, what were we doing around then? And then I remembered distinctly what it was. So, around Christmas, you play games with your family, don't you? You know, the classic... Yeah. charades or tr- trivial pursuit whatever there's a all sorts there's a game that my brother has called the dude um which is basically charades but you have a blow-up man that you have to do all the actions with so it might be the charade might be titanic and you know you hold up the man as if he's kate winslet with his arms out yeah and someone yeah. shouts titanic my dad was writhing around on the floor with this thing like a man trying to unpackage a sex doll it was so awful to see i think he was acting out a wheelbarrow at one point oh my goodness it was all over the shop and i just you know a few drinks down i had to i had to video him and put it on instagram and the on insta it it was it was on instagram yeah and his mate steve do you remember steve and his package from last oh steve steve from steve's package steve's package yeah so my dad has a it's one of his only friends by the sound of things. But, um, yeah, him and Steve are always in contact and sharing their own voice notes. So, yeah, I've now got in trouble with not only Steve, but my, my dad again. Um, so I had to I had to take it down eventually. Was this was this ca- captioned with anything? Middle-aged man has a breakdown? Or what? <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you know what? I'll have to find it because I reckon I can go back into the archives and dig it out. Oh yes, please do, Shreve. I'd love to see. I can't, can't believe I missed this. Um, so I've got to be careful this Christmas because there's all sorts of games that your parents can't quite cotton in, onto, which are quite funny, and I've probably just got to be a bit, bit more discreet about it. Maybe keep it yeah. between us and the listeners. Well, this is how. How is Steve? Have you got Steve on Instagram? Is this what you're saying? How's he? I how's think he Steve's, this? Steve's stepdaughter follows me, and she's shown Steve, and I've ended up. With a bollocking from my dad. Oh, the thing is, there's all sorts of connections on this Instagram, mate. You never know where you're going to get hit by. Um, but yeah, please dig that out, mate, because that sounds phenomenal. So, Robbo, a lot of people have been messaging me about your story about your flat, which you told us in the first episode. Um, people loving about the fact it's wiped down and you can only fit one person on a balcony. (laughs) So lots of good comments coming in about it. And it just got me thinking, we need a story from you each time. We've done this before. You've delved back into your sort of, I was going to say your archive, but it is literally your life. Um, and, (laughs) And you've delivered some amazing stories about your travels, your work, all sorts. So is it all right if we get another story from you today? Yeah, as you say, Shreve, um, my depressing life has been uh, <laughs> has been party to many a story. Um, but yeah, so uh, obviously, as you mentioned, sort of last last series we did, we had this section, didn't we, called Memoirs of a Leaf Blower, and that was all about 
all about sort of my my second job where I was a leaf blower in Germany and you know got sacked after six months after breaking everything and, and if, if you haven't heard these you really have to go back because I think it is it's the bleakest of the bleak it's sensational <laughs> The bleakest of the bleak. What a what a selling point. Uh, wow. Uh, yeah. So uh, yeah, all it, all that series one. Um, but that was my that was my second job. So I thought, Shreve, um, I may as well take you back to my first um job, uh, which was, for, this is the first proper job. I had a couple of delivery jobs here and there, but the first proper job was back in the summer of 2016. And may I first say, Shreve, that 2016 was one of the greatest years of my life. Um, so for this reason. No, this was definitely a hiccup in 2016, um, but it was a good year. It was a it was a bloody good year, 2016. Um, so yeah, we're back in the summer of 2016, uh, the swinging 16s, um, and we're in Eastbourne, um, which is where my cousin lives. Uh, my auntie Elaine, this time, uh, as my mum found me a job in Ger- Germany. Um, my auntie Elaine managed to find me, find me my first job <laughs> in Eastbourne. Couldn't do it off my own back. Um, but my auntie Elaine's always thought rather highly of me. Um, and, uh, yeah, I, I slotted straight in there. Um, so this was basically an activity leader where you would look after sort of different kids from all around the world, different nationalities. Um, there was sort of 12 of us activity leaders. Um, it was actually a bit of a summer of love for me as well, Shreve. Uh, I just want to quickly uh, drop in. Not Um, that, what, whoa, not with one of the kids. No, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. (laughs) Absolutely not. You've dropped that in at the wrong point. Sorry, uh, no, I was just explaining, it was was the activity leaders. It was that we were all above age, all uh, all above age, of course. Um, Summer of, yeah, summer of uh, love. Um, unrequited love, unfortunately for me, Shreve, but uh, I was certainly full, of, really full of love. Another friend in the back pocket. Uh, my back pockets are so full I can barely sit down. I'll tell you that. <laughs> um, anyway, so we had sort of uh, 12 activity leaders and we'd have like different groups of kids from all over the world. So we got given, this is me and my cousin J-Rob, we got given a group of uh, 60 Chinese students um, all sort of varying from the ages of sort of seven to 15. And they all like, they give themselves like these brilliant, like English nicknames. Um, so my favourite one was a little chap called Pele. Um, <laughs> great little guy. Uh, they, they just make these names up on the way here because obviously they, they think the name's like too hard to say for all of us. Um, but they were really like really sweet kids. Anyway, we have to do different things as I say. So it's like um, we've got to do a treasure hunt. Uh, we've got to do sports. We teach them a bit of English. Um, and at the weekend, we take them on a sort of city break. Um, so the first weekend, um, we take them into London town. And uh, so this is where the story begins. Um, so it's me and J-Rob and 60 Chinese kids. And they have... It's, wait, it's just two of you. So 30 yeah. each. Yeah. So it's it's two of us. And they have like a te- like a teacher... But she was more useless than the kids, mate. She was she was like the flag bearer that would stand up the front and sort of tell them all where she, uh, they were going. But she'd had no bloody idea where they were going. Um, and, you know, we'd barely been to London as well. We sort of had the whistle-stop tour. You've got to do the London Eye, uh, the Tower of London, you know, all the classics. Um, so anyway, this teacher was, like, adamant. She barely spoke English. She was adamant um, that she wants to go on the Tube 
and we were like, oh, this, this is just a recipe for disaster. Like the tube in London on a Saturday, it's, it's, it's mayhem. We were in Oxford Circus as well. Um, <laughs> and this, bearing in mind, was also, the, this was the first weekend we had them. So we take them down to the tube, knowing fully that this was going to be a nightmare. And this is where it goes wrong. We lost half of them. <laughs> half? <laughs> half. Lost half of them. Um, absolute bloody nightmare. I mean... I saw one actually um, a couple of years ago, um, and still lost. She, yeah, <laughs> she informs me she's uh, done very well. She had a few tough years on the London streets, but she's now training to be a lawyer, uh, and she credits me fully for that. So, uh, where do you think that is? Um, but yeah, no. So we lost half of them, and pure panic ensued. Half of them got on the tube basically, and half of them stayed on the platform. And J Rob and I are there, just sort of flapping around, like, what is going on? Anyway. As I said, this is the first week we've had them. So we've got, n- like, not really an idea what most of them look like. And there's a lot of people in London, mate. We were dragging, like, random Chinese families, like, into our group, being like, yeah, come this way. And they were looking at us like, who the hell are you? Just because we thought that they might be part of the group. Honestly, Shreve, it was a nightmare. Um, we had no idea what half of their names were, what they looked like. It was pure panic. Anyway, three hours later... Um, we managed to find them um, sort of three stops down on the, uh, like, on what, Piccadilly line, is that one? Um, and finally gathered them together. It's because the one with the blooming flag wandered off with half of them. She's a nightmare. Oh, and she was called. I remember it, it was an absolute nightmare. Um, most stressed I've ever been in my life. Literally, yeah, this is like the third day of my job as well. What um, have they done with their three hours? Have they enjoyed the sights? I think they were just sat in the station, mate. <laughs> I think they were just sat in the station. Three stops away as well, and it took you three hours to find them. Three, I know. It was. It, it's honestly, it's just pure panic. I think we were looking up there. We didn't know if like all of them had got on the tube. It was. I mean, as you say, two of us, sixty of them. It's an absolute recipe for disaster. And we knew the tube was a bad idea. Um, but yeah, it was. It was honestly, it was awful, mate. Absolutely awful. Um, Did they not, yeah. you know, like with schools where they all have the same uniform or they all wear a certain colour or whatever? Or were they all wearing completely different stuff? So, yeah, when they when we picked them up from the airport, they were. They had these tracksuits on. Um, oh, it was so weird, mate. They had, like, something on the back, like, that. it was like, we are the machine or something. It was honestly <laughs> mental. Um, but there was, like, they were, like matching yellow tracksuits. So that would have been perfect. But, no, this day, they would wore what they want, just a person with a flag. Um it was it was it was honestly an unbelievable summer, um, but like these th- this group were a bit of a nightmare. Like some people just got sort of like five Italians that were all sixteen years old. And you, they they can just wander wherever they want. We got sixty nine to fourteen year old Chinese students. It was honestly mayhem. Um, the amount of money they spend in Oxford Circus as well. They're spending like a grand each. Um, Anyone uh, spending... buy you anything nice for looking after them? Well, this was it. I, th- I thought, um, so they were buying like Playstations, whatever it was out there, Playstation 4s and all of that. Um, so I thought, quid in, boy. Because somebody had told me like last year they got, yeah, something like an Xbox or something off one of them. So I was like, you are joking me. I got a key ring with the letter B on it. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. You know, when it, when it, when, you know, it's like, um, it's almost like a, uh, award ceremony at the Oscars, you know, when the when the screen pans to you and you got to make that that sort of happy like smile face. They were all looking at me with this little keyring with a B on it, and I was going, yeah, yeah, thank you, just what, yeah, <laughs> just what I wanted. And the bit it was B with like a British flag on it. Um, so literally, you know, like them tatty London shops. Yeah, we're um, talking three pound tops, aren't we? Yeah, 
Yeah, exactly. And I'm not, you know, like, as I say, it was a great summer and I really did love the kids. Um, but I, I had my hopes up and um, I don't even know what happened to that key ring with a letter B on it. Um, but yeah. <laughs> that's there got go. lost as well. It's three yeah. stops away. <laughs> yeah, that's probably with one of the kids. So, Shreve, I've, uh, I've had me thinking cap on, mate. Uh, oh, last God. week... <laughs> last week, obviously... Um, we introduced the world uh, to the wonderful mind of Sam Price um, and his brilliant or not so brilliant uh, ideas and inventions. Um, so it just got my mind whirring, mate. Um, and I'm very pleased to tell you I've had what can only be described as a brilliant idea. I'm all ears. So, Shreve, what is the best invention of the last 20 years? Probably some sort of mobile phone. Incorrect. The greatest invention of the last 20 years is, you know them squidgy kitchen scrubbers that emit washing up liquid yes. at the same time as you scrub? Yeah, mate, I love them. In fact, I believe, well, this might just be a brand, they're called Dishmatics. Dishmatics? Yeah. Well, Because I, I always order the heads of, for them for, um, from Amazon. So I love them. I think they're amazing. I'm with you. They're probably a brand. Dishmatics, there you go. And I think they're absolutely brilliant. Um, so I had, um, I put me fish pie in the oven the other day and I was sat at my kitchen table and uh, takes an hour, fish pie. Um, so sat down and I just thought, right, that is genius. I'm going to think, um, I'm going to think of an idea tantamount to that. So I was thinking that, you know, along the lines of in the last 15 years, a lot of the good ideas are all about convenience. They're all about saving you time. Um, and I was kind of thinking along these kind of lines. And I've come up with a series called Kitchen Quicks. <laughs> and so what I've invented, mate. Oh, God. You're cooking your pasta, yeah, in a pot, yeah. And I'm a man who, you know, I need to be in and out of the kitchen in sort of five, ten minutes. I want all my pasta done. And I want to get out of there. So I don't want to bother by getting myself a sieve or anything like that. Do you know what I mean? Rubbish. You've got to get your sieve, you got to turn it out. So my invention, um, which is going to be called Potholes, by the way, <laughs> I love is it. a pot which has a false bottom. So you, you, you have it and then you take the pasta fresh off the hob, you take it over to the sink and you slide the false bottom out. It becomes its own sieve. Okay. Genius. Is that not going to leak? Surely there's some sort of like it's got to be super tight and no gap, right? Well, we'll let the we'll let the we'll let the scientists sort of decide <laughs> that bit. But I think it's genius because I, I was genuinely I was looking up looking this up and it has not been invented. Um, I thought I'd invented a uh, a rechargeable coaster, uh, which keeps your sort of coffee or tea at the same heat. But that, but that had already been done, unfortunately. Um, but this is definitely. A, uh, a first from uh, from me. I love how you've picked a name which, in a different context, is one of the most negative and annoying things you could ever drive over, <laughs> pass on the road, whatever, and you've gone... But, um, I mean, it works in this context, but it's it's actually going to be really good and useful, and people will buy into that. <laughs> it, they, uh, it's, it's a catchy name. It's a catchy name, and it does what it says on the tin. Um, I mean, my mind was all over the shop stream. You'll love it. Another, another idea, I thought, was... Because um, I was thinking along the lines of this squidger that emits the washing-up liquid, yeah. um, and I thought, wouldn't it be good if you could have a knife um, that sort of could emit ketchup? <laughs> 
I mean, no. like you, as as you as you th- hear, hear me out. As you uh, as you cut your fish finger or whatever, you could press a little button and you have a knife that could just emit the right amount of ketchup. Um, and then you could you could you could branch out into a whole implement series. You could have a mustard spatula, um, or you know all, all sorts. Um, but this is what this is what us creatives do, mate. You got to think. You got to think outside the box. Some ideas will stick, some will not stick. Um, and so yeah, um, I was just thinking along these lines, and it's going to be part of a series called Kitchen Quicks, mate. Because as I say, mate, it's it's absolutely essential for everyone to be. You know, it's all about. Getting things done quickly these days. Um, there's so many of these, you know, new food things that have been out recently um, all across Instagram. One of my good mates actually has a wonderful new um, new product called Stocks where it's just like little freezer things that you can just heat up in a pan in five minutes. Is and this then, a sponsor? Uh, you know... What's going on here? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just saying it's, it's, a, um, it's a wonderful, you can, you can heat it up, that there, you've got your pasta there. He's still going. Pop it all in there. You can be out of the kitchen in five minutes. It's genius. So we could combo our ideas. So if you're listening, Sam Moss, stocked. Let's take potholes to the potholes and stocked into the big time. Yeah, genius. So from kitchen quicks to an idea we spoke about last week from our mate Sam, who has designed basically a tube for cyclists above the tube, and it is the grandest sort of idea. This kind of we were. We were saying parts of it were great. We weren't sure about other parts. He wasn't sure about other parts. But it turns out, Robbo, he's got quite a lot of these, all right? So this is what I'm thinking. I think Sam's intentions are great. I'm not sure about the inventions. So I think we should get a new one on every week and call it Good Intentions, Bad Inventions. What do you think? Love it. Absolutely love it. I think that's super. Sums it up brilliantly, because as we were saying... He is he is going to change the world, um, but not necessarily with these um, ideas. And I can tell you, definitely not with this one. So he's delivered this idea to me. Crazy. And it's simply called Phone Hook. So <laughs> the idea is to have a phone case which has a flip-out hook on the back, right? The hook, oh. would, the, the hook would be made of hard rubber and be human ear-sized. You can see where this is going, can't you? <laughs> when your phone rings and you're busy working with your hands, you whip out your phone and flick the hook out and whack it over your ear. So your phone is just hanging from your ear, ready for you to carry on with your phone call, hands-free, with no troublesome Bluetooth devices. I love how he said troublesome Bluetooth devices. Basically, what he has invented is speakerphone. <laughs> yeah, this is what I was... It's, it's, it's hands-free... 20 years after it's been invented and shitter you know what i mean it's rubbish i mean there's so many pro- i don't know it's probably written more there's so many problems that's not going to hang off your the iphones you get these days are massive that's that's not going to hang off your ear it's going to flick off that is that is cheap tat tantamount to the stuff you'd see in like rubbish these little rubbish court like shops in in london that just sell like tourist rubbish yeah it's like those phone cases those really cheap ones with they've always got something on the back it might be a mirror and it's like oh you need a mirror on the back oh no this one's got a hook and it's made of rubber (laughs) bloody hell so he continues so he has said that he's actually made a version of this with some moldable rubber stuff um, which he said is a genius invention in itself. God knows why. Uh, it turns out, he says, that phones are quite heavy and ears are rather floppy and bendy. <laughs> so you oh need my. a very sturdy hook. 
<laughs> to get it's like what he did last week with the uh, why not to buy this I like slide. This is he's literally just outlining all the problems again. So yeah, I think he's starting to rule it out himself by the end of this description because he said it might even have to anchor to the other ear on the other side of your head for extra security. But that oh. defeats the point of it being a very simple thing. More thought required, he's ended on. <laughs> More thought required. Oh, God, I mean, is this is this even a good intention? This is just a bad invention, this yeah, one. Yeah, it is. Sorry, I, Sam. I think because it's gone from one ear to basically becoming a headband that you it's can't like... just whip out, whip out quickly if you're working. The the call's gonna have ended by the time you fa- oh god got fasten it, <laughs> it to another ear oh here we go and uh, oh they've gone they've gone again they've gone unbelievable I mean this is that that as I say mate that that just sounds like cheap tat sorry Sam I love you mate but uh, it's not as world changing as the uh, the the tube for cyclists my lad and he's got more to come uh, because he sent me through quite a load and. Each week we will rate kind of how how good we think this is. Most of the time I think it's going to be a good intention, but a pretty bad invention, isn't it? (laughs) I think so. I think so. Obviously, we're well into December now. Uh, The next time I'll see you, hopefully we'll be face-to-face, socially distanced, of course, um, in Buckinghamshire. You'll get to see me face-to-face, and what I'm thinking is a nice little Christmas bonus episode. That sounds great to me, Shreve. Uh, I love nothing more than to get those festive juices flowing. So I'll see you then, Ben, and it'll be out just before Christmas. Christmas Eve. Maybe Christmas Eve Eve. Oh, what a treat. Thank you very much for listening to the podcast. If you have enjoyed it, chances are your mates might too. So please do share the pod. Chance will be a fine thing. Yeah. And you can find us at Middlehood Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And where can people find our podcast itself, Ben? On their phones? No, not on their phones. Well, yes, on their phones, but I mean what apps? Ah, yeah, yeah, right. Um, We're on Apple, uh, Spotify, Acast and, and all other reliable podcast providers. Finally, thank you.